Thank you very much. Um, I was in the first service, and if you weren't here, you need to go listen to those three talks because they set the bar high. Um, And I'm excited to see what God um, says through the next three talks, and we'll see what he says now. Um, But I would say most of us usually think life is quite busy. It's kind of like, how are you? How's life? And the answer is, life is busy. And I sometimes think life can feel a little bit like when you go to the supermarket and you don't pick up a basket because you unwisely trust that you will only pick up the one item you need. I do this all the time, and I don't ever learn, and I end up armful of carefully balanced items that I kind of chuck onto the checkout desk, and then don't buy a Tempe bag either, so I have to carry them to my car. Life can sometimes feel like that carefully balanced pile of items. It can seem like you have a semi-competent grasp on life, but if one more thing is added or something unexpected happens, the pulse starts to unbalance and it quickly starts to fall. Maybe for you, you somewhere along the line started to believe that the busier you are, the more worthwhile you and your life is. And if things start to slip and don't go as planned, you keep going, trying to hold everything together and potentially ignore the cracks that are starting to show. And you may really have a busy life. There are things that are non-negotiable in your life, and you will tell me these are really important things and give me a list of reasons why. And I get it. Life is busy. We live in a world of technology that makes things faster, but somehow we don't end up doing less. There is lots going on. There is work to do, people to see, church activities to go to, If you're a parent, your second job is, of course, being your child's personal taxi service. Life admin is never-ending. And then there are books to read, TV and films to watch, news to catch up on, and podcasts to listen to. We are non-stop, and in that I am including the hours we waste scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, or whatever social media platform you choose. Life is busy, and there are many things that we have to do, and they're important. But what happens when the unexpected things come? When the pile of life gets too much? When we get knocked? Or we just get tired from having to carry it all? Do we try to continue? Try to hold on to everything? Or do we just ignore it and keep on going? Just last year, I felt like this. Life was busy. There was lots to do. And then there were a few situations that really shook me. Tiredness in all sense of the word mounted and big questions started to dance around my mind. I believed I didn't have time to stop, and I thought if I just keep going, if I just keep trying to fix the problems and ignore the questions and the um, doubts in my mind, then it would be okay. It would all balance itself out. Of course it wasn't. But have you ever been in that place? Have you been in the place where things start to feel like they're crumbling? Are you in that place right now? Are things not going the way you planned? Are disappointments coming in, but you keep on trying to just keep going? Trying to mask the problem? Now, I don't know how the writer of the psalm we're looking at today liked to audit his life, how busy it was, but things aren't going well for him. We're in Psalm 46, and we're going to look at verse 10. Um, And I'm not going to read the whole psalm, but the context is that life isn't all peachy. He writes that the mountains are crumbling, the nations are in uproar, and the kingdoms are falling. These are some pretty big problems to deal with. And in verse 10, God speaks. 
And he says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the heavens and I will be exalted in the earth. We're just going to focus on that first line. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. This is not a command to calm down or relax. The be still here means to stop. Stop what you are doing. God is saying in the busyness of life and the messiness of life, stop. Stop what you are doing. Breathe. Take a moment. Look at me. Know me. Now, stopping isn't easy. It isn't the norm for our culture. It can feel counterproductive. It can feel terrifying. It is easier to keep going to try to mask the feelings of helplessness by trying to feel productive. It is easier to ignore the root problem altogether and do things that we can in hope that the problem will fix itself or disappear. Stopping usually means we have to face up to the situations of life, sit in the emotions and the reality of the job loss, the disappointments, the illness, the money worries, loneliness or boredom. It means we have to face up to our humanness and that we can't do it all on our own and deal with the emotions and potential questions that we might have about God in this situation. It isn't easy. In the past few months, God has been saying to me, stop, take a moment, look at me. And like I said, I just kept trying to keep it all together. I didn't think I could and I didn't really want to stop and face the situations and the questions about God that ran around my mind when unoccupied. I didn't want to stop and sit in the mess. But if we don't stop, we may miss out on seeing God move and living in his strength. In the stopping, we admit our humanness. It hurts, but we shift our gaze to God. And in that moment, we are able to remind ourselves of who we know God to be and who the Bible says God is. We might do this full of faith, and yes, this is who God is, or we might do it with just the tiny offering of that mustard seed of faith. But when we do, our view lifts from the situation at hand to the one who created the very life we are living and the earth we live on. The one who has the real power to change things and reigns over everything. The God who loves us and is with us whatever happens. God who will always be there and will be exalted among the nations and in the earth. God who steps into our mess and has, the, has grace that is sufficient to cover all of our weaknesses. We cling to these truths whether we feel like it or not. The psalmist does this. At the beginning he writes that even though the mountains fall and the seas roar, God is our refuge, our strength and our ever-present help. He says that God is with us. And it might not have been easy for him to see this, but he trusts God and he reminds himself of who God is. God says, be still and know that I am God. And the wonderful thing is that we can truly know God. Jesus made a way. He loves us so much that he became human and died for us, to free us from our sins, to make a way for us to have a relationship with God. We don't have to stick with the head knowledge of who God is. We can have a relationship with God. We can know God deeply just as he knows us. We can be with God, spend time in his presence and trust in him. Trust, 
that if his hands are big enough to hold the whole world, then his arms, which are open wide to each one of us, are big enough to hold us and everything we are dealing with. So what will being still and knowing God look like for you? What will it look like in your current situations? For me, as I continue to learn this, it has meant being honest with myself and others and asking for help. It has meant reading my Bible at first thing in the morning instead of scrolling through Instagram. And it has also meant turning up the volume, letting loose, and dancing in the kitchen with Jesus. Three very different ways of being still and knowing God, but each one very needed. What will it look like for you? Will it be setting your alarm earlier on a Thursday morning and getting to the early morning prayer and worship meeting? Or is it taking the ta- a moment as the children run around to stop, read your Bible and notice God with you? It might be turning off your computer and getting out of the office for a walk. Maybe it's putting down your phone for a bit. It might be mean being real with yourself and a close friend and praying together. It might be taking time out of your weekly schedule and getting to Alpha and exploring who God is. And it might be even stopping everything and just having fun with God. How are you going to be still and know God? I encourage you this week, wherever you're at with God, whatever situations you're facing, however busy you feel life is, to stop, be still, breathe, and know who God is. Think what would happen if we learned to do this regularly. How would our lives change? How would we see God move because we're looking to him instead of focusing on our own strength? Let's be people that know how to be still and know who God is. And maybe there will be a few more random kitchen dance parties with God along the way. Thank you.